Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Always 100 Podcast. We are live tonight from Mikasa in Silver Spring, Maryland, live on Blog Talk Radio and blogtalkradio.com. I am joined, as always, by the esteemed co-host of the Always 100 Podcast, my lovely mom, Mona. Mom, what's going on? Hey, not too much. Just excited about this preview. That we have for the AFC East and NFC East tonight, so let's get it. Yes, let, let's do get it, and it, it, it's uh, it's a great time because football is finally back in our lives. Uh, it's official starting tonight. Every Monday, Thursday, Saturday, and especially Sunday till February, whether it be pro or college, football is back in our lives. For six months, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Mom uh, teased what we're talking about tonight, uh, so we'll just get right into it. These shows here, folks, on the Always 100 podcast for the preseason for the next four and a half weeks, right now, like, you know, first week in September, right? Right. Right. So these next five or five or six shows uh, including this one so we're going to talk about a lot of things the next four shows starting tonight are division preview shows and the deal with that is we look at one division in the nfl each week this week we're talking about the afc and nfc east and we're going to look at each team in that division we're going to give you a, an intriguing storyline we'll even give you some gambling odds and we'll just go truly in-depth and go all out at previewing each team in this division as, as they currently are constructed. Uh, we will refrain from making predictions if we can try. We'll, we'll try very hard, Bob, about to make predictions, even though we may slip. But Yeah, hey, it's going to be hard for me. <laughs> yeah, it's going it's gonna to be it's gonna be hard for me, too. I mean, considering the odds, the futures odds that I've found on – Vegas Insider and Odd Shark. It's it's going to be very hard to try and keep the predictions to the prediction show, but we're going to do our best for you guys. So it is the AFC and NFC East preview. We will start. You know what, Mom? I, I took the lead last week. I'm going to let you have your time here this week. We're going to start with the NFC East. Four teams in the NFC East. Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins, and Giants. So we're going to talk about those four teams for this block of the show. And we're going to start with the New York Giants. 
Yeah, we're going to start with the New York Giants. Yes, let's start with the Giants because, ironically, they're all we're watching the preseason game against the Jets on the NFL Network. So we're going to start with the New York Giants. So, Mom, uh, give me your thoughts on the New York Giants and an intriguing storyline that you have. Well, the New York Giants are interesting for several reasons. One, can Saquon Barkley repeat his magnificent rookie season? You know, I'm not a fan of those who come out of Penn State, but Saquon Barkley is the real deal. Um, he was just a, a man of just – he just manned up everybody last year. and He just – he was incredible. And I, I hate to say it, but he was incredible last year. And I want to see whether or not he can repeat that. Um, but to me, the, one of the biggest storylines that is coming out of New York, who will be their starting quarterback? Of course, you know, Eli Manning's been tried and true. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. The Giants have tried to replace him several times, you know, with Davis Webb and Geno Sanchez. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Geno Smith. And uh, uh-huh. a few others, but but now I think that uh, Daniel Jones, who is a Eli clone, for lack of a better term, uh, he looks like potentially can take this starting job away from Eli Manning. So that's to me one of the the biggest storylines. But the other part is now that Odell Beckham Jr. is no longer a New York Giant, uh, who's going to step up to take his place? I believe Sterling Shepard is injured. Um, so yep, let's see yep. who's Sterling, gonna... Sterling Shepard's injured, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he was great for them last year, uh, a good number two receiver. So once he's old, can he, you know, pick up and become that number one receiver that the Giants need um, to help out either Eli or Daniel Jones? Um, also have the Giants short up their offensive line. You know, they've had some issues with that line over the years. Have they gotten any better in that regard? Uh, so those, to me, are some of the most compelling storylines for the Giants. What do you think? Uh, uh, here's, here's what I think is Sam Darnold completed a nice pass there to number 89 of the Jets. Uh, by the way, these Jets uniforms are it's going to take some getting used to. Let's just put it that way. Well, they um, actually remind me of the old Eagles uniforms in a way. Yeah, they, they do kind of, don't they? Yeah, they mm-hmm. do a little bit. I mean, they look good. I mean, I like them, but. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little take some getting used to. But back to uh, the New York Giants here. Uh, the Giants are plus fourteen hundred to win the NFC East. They're plus twenty two hundred to win the NFC Championship game. And Bob, would you like to venture a guess what the Giants Super Bowl odds are? Oh gosh, <laughs> no, something ridiculous. Um, plus five thousand. So it's, it's fifty to one. I mean, they're or five five hundred one, I think. Yeah, it's just that that's really bad. The Giants, the Giants are not going to be any good. Uh, I, I I agree with you. Look, Saquon Barkley is an absolute animal. This guy is just—he's big, he's strong, he's shifty. He's just—he can do everything. And there was a reason why the Giants took him with the number two overall pick. Like he is absolutely fantastic. And I understand that, yeah, he, he did, he's not a between-the-tackles back, but boy, oh, boy, when he, get, when he gets off to the edge, good luck catching Barry Sanders at 245 pounds. Good luck. <laughs> because, because 
whole league tried, and they failed miserably uh, to the tune of he was like, who, what was he ranked? The number 16, uh, number 16 rated player in the league, I think. On the top 100? Yep, yep. Yeah, he was 16. Mm-hmm. No, number 16 rated player. Uh, so he, he's, he's fantastic, and the Giants are going to be lucky to have him for, for years and years to come. But he can't do it by himself. The Giants as a whole, I mean, the, the offensive line is still bad. You're, you're right about Odell Beckham. I mean, Beckham Jr., whether you like the guy or not, he, he is a fantastic receiver when, he is, uh, when he's healthy and has his head on straight. Um, the guy is absolutely phenomenal. He just he made Eli Manning look better than he actually is, um, because look, Eli those two Super Bowl years as the Jets just scored a touchdown uh, to Jamison Crowder, uh, former Washington Redskin. Uh, you know the Giants just um, the Giants are just not going to be very good for a little bit. It's going to take them some time to get back uh, to where they were and where their fans want them to be, uh, but. They got to figure out this quarterback thing because they they really could have drafted Dwayne Haskins, and they didn't. They drafted the Eli clone, his mom not, dubbed him, um, and it, it, it's a little perplexing to me. But uh, if Daniel Jones is any good, uh, they, they, they'll make you and me and everybody else who are asking why would you draft Daniel Jones instead of Dwayne Haskins? They'll make us look very foolish. So. Uh, it'll be intriguing to see um, if, if uh, Daniel Jones beats out Eli for uh, the first um, quarter QB one spot. Um, even though I don't think that's going to happen when the Cowboys and the Giants play on September 8th, I think Eli Manning is going to be the starting quarterback of the Giants. But um, Eli's time is running out. He's had, he's had a really good career, um, but I think his time is up here. So uh, those are some those are my thoughts on the Giants. All right, let's move along here, and we'll we'll get the Redskins out of here really quick. Um, some of the odds on the Redskins: the Redskins are plus seven hundred to win the NFC East. That's not bad. It's like yeah, not not bad if everything goes right. But um, they're plus four thousand to win the NFC Championship. And they're plus ten thousand to be Super Bowl 54 <laughs> champion. So uh, the Washington Wait a Redskins. Wait, so the Giants have better odds than the Redskins to win the, the Super Bowl? Yep. yep they wow. Do. Yep. That's crazy. Wow, I know. I know. Um, and uh, I got <laughs> I got these odds by the way on OddsShark.com and also VegasInsider.com uh, to you know corroborate that the that the numbers are right. So, uh, yep, right now the Redskins are plus 700, plus 4,000 NFC Championship, and plus 10,000 to win the Super Bowl. And the most intriguing storyline to me is very easy. It's a low-hanging fruit, but it's obviously the quarterback situation. Look, guys, look, look, at the the bottom line is, as much as you dislike the Redskins, you have to admit, they were leading the NFC East for 12 weeks and then literally – Every single person that what was any good for the Redskins either broke a leg, tore an ACL, broke an arm. I mean, I mean, they were a walking hospital. Like, like of course they're not, of course you're not going to make the playoffs if you lose your starting quarterback to a horrific leg injury. Because it, 
Bob, you know you know it's really bad when the announcers on CBS said, y'all, uh, I know you saw that live. We're not going to bother showing it to you again. It's really, really not good. That's how you know that's really bad. Okay? Alex Smith snapped his leg in two. Okay? And we pray that he's okay because, I mean, Alex Smith has had some really bad luck as far as I'm concerned. And he was leading the Redskins, and they were – what, six and five? They were leading the NFC East on Thanksgiving, right? They were leading the league on Thanksgiving, and Dallas beat them to take control of that division. Um, but, you know, the Washington Redskins have to figure this quarterback situation out because at, at some point you got I, – I mean, at some I, point – I don't think there's really any decision to be made, Quinn. I mean, unless Dwayne Haskins is just awful – He's going to be their starting quarterback. They're not going to put in Colt McCoy or whoever else is the other backup there. They drafted Haskins for a reason, and that was to replace Alex Smith and be the starting quarterback. If they thought Colt McCoy was their guy, he would have been starting. I mean, yes, he did get injured. I I understand that. Right. He he broke his leg, too. Yeah. Right. He was never really the guy. He was a good backup, and he had a lot of guts and, you know, all that. But he was never the guy in D.C. No, okay, no, he so they wasn't. they brought Haskins in to be the starting quarterback. They're hoping that Darius Geis is fully recovered from his injury from last year, so right. they'll have two basically rookies in the backfield. Um, right. So the intriguing part of the Redskins season has to do with that line: Is Trent Williams going to come back? I don't think so. So if he doesn't come back, yeah. who's going to replace him as a valuable person on that offensive line to help uh, guide these two rookies into their first NFL season and keep them right. safe? Have they figured that yeah. out? To me, that is the overarching question for the Redskins for this year. I think their defense will be, eh, they'll be all right. But well, what's happening with that offense? Their defense is going to be pretty good. I mean, they, they lost a couple yeah, people. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, I mean, Josh Norman. Josh Norman's time in D.C. is running running out here, I think. Um, but you know, he Josh Norman was still a pretty good corner for them. But he, you know, he can't do it by himself. But I, I think the Redskins have seven, seven and nine, maybe nine and seven if they win a couple games they shouldn't. They got they got they they got that written all over them. And you're absolutely right about Colt McCoy. So uh, that, oh, yeah, that, that's really. Keenum too. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think. I, well, uh, he's they, not their actually, franchise quarterback. He's a yeah, but they, they may start Case though. They may start Case. I think the, because they they play the Eagles at Philadelphia week one. The question the Redskins have to ask themselves is: Do they want their first round draft pick under center week one against that vaunted Eagles defense, who we're going to get to right now? Actually. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Bob, I'll let you start here. The Philadelphia Eagles, uh, here are the odds for them. The NFC East division, they're plus 110. They're the favorite in the NFC East. Um, They're a little ahead of of Dallas uh, at plus 110. Uh, For the NFC Championship game, uh, they're plus 900 to win the NFC. So, I mean, that's not a bad bad bargain if you want to bet on the Eagles. They're also plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, so those, those are the gambling odds. Now, what, what, what are your opinion? What's your opinion on the Philadelphia Eagles? 
the Eagles are going to have an interesting year. Um, for so long, they relied really on Nick Foles to carry them through. And Nick, they trusted the last two years because their franchise quarterback, you know, while he was great when he was in the game, he ended up getting hurt the last two seasons, and Nick Foles came and bailed them out. Once he took them to the Super Bowl last year, not so much. Um, so I think that Philly is going to be good. They're going to definitely give the rest of the division a run for their money. So I'm never counting them out. I think last year they were complacent because they had won the Super Bowl. They had done something, you know, for the first time in, in their franchise history. And I, they, I believe they thought it was just going to be easy just to go ahead and repeat. And they were very complacent last year. And then when they figured out that teams were not just going to bow down, just let them run back to the Super Bowl, towards the end of the year, they really got a lot better. But um, now that Foles is in Jacksonville, it's all now on Carson Wentz. Number one, can he stay healthy? Number two, does he have the will of the team behind him? Is he that leader? Because we've heard different stories in the background that he's not that great of a leader in the locker room. He's not really that well-liked in the locker room. So has that changed now that Nick Foles is no longer there? Are the other veterans going to rally around him and help uplift him in order to, you know, keep the team in a cohesive spot so they can move forward? How will he interact, he as in Carson Wentz, how will Carson Wentz interact with Deshaun Jackson? Now, Deshaun Jackson is back in Philly as a long ball threat, uh, teaming up with Alshon Jeffrey. How's that going to work? You know, those are some key questions that I have about Philly. Um, but I can tell you, I never count Philly out. So it's going to be interesting to see how gel and how they move forward. What do you think? Um, here's, here's the thing. All, all very well said and very unbiased, actually. That, that's, I mean, that, I, seriously, that's actually a really very fair and honest take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, look, here, here, here's my deal with Philadelphia. It revolves simply around Carson Wentz. I know what I'm going to get on the defensive side of the ball. Fletcher Cox is an absolute stud. Like they got, they got people everywhere that can make plays defensively. They played like straight garbage most of the season, and they got their acts together right in time for the playoffs. Okay, I mean the Dallas, the Dallas game was a, that was just a disgrace. I mean they they, they couldn't they couldn't stop anybody who weren't wearing a Cowboys shirt that day. I mean the the game in Philly or the game in um, the game in Dallas. They couldn't stop anybody, especially Amari Cooper. Okay, and we and we we picked on Rasul Douglas number thirty two because he was the mark, <laughs> and quite frankly, he was because he because anytime he couldn't cover anybody, folks, and he got surprisingly better to our real shock. Actually, he got a lot better at, at the tail end of the season. He got more playing time. And he was a really good player for them on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but, look, you're absolutely right, man. This, 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 this Eagles team is good enough to make a lot of noise in the NFC playoffs. They're going to the playoffs, folks. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. We're not, we're not going to sit up here and be sacrilegious and say the Philadelphia Eagles are missing the playoffs. They're not missing the playoffs. It's the, it's the matter of... If they're a wild card team or if they win the division, I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to with the Philadelphia Eagles. But for for me, 
Carson Wentz, we need you to prove something to us. Could you stay healthy one time, please? Could you stay healthy? And that's what we're asking. Because when you're on the field, you're amazing. Okay? Yeah. Um, in 2017, you went 11 and two. The whole nine yards, 33 and seven. We understand what you were, what you brought to Philadelphia. You were amazing that year. You would have won the MVP. Unfortunately, part of winning the MVP, sir, is being able to complete the season and not be on the sideline when your team is in a midst of a playoff run to the Super Bowl, which Nick Foles won for you and handed you the trophy. That's what happened. Um, so we, we need to see Carson Wentz in the playoffs. In a playoff game, what are you made of? Because we've seen Dak Prescott in the playoff game. I've seen Eli Manning in, in two Super Bowls. We've seen what he's made of. We've seen what Dak made of. What are you made of, Carson Wentz? That's what, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because, to be honest with you, Mom, I think, I think the Eagles are just a slightly better team than the Cowboys. I, and I don't, I, I don't think it's by much, but I just think their pieces are work more cohesively better than the Dallas Cowboys right now as currently constructed. Of course. Of course, I totally disagree with you. I mean, no, 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 and I and I'm very open to disagreement. But you know, I I don't think if the Eagles win the NFC East, I, it might be on a tiebreaker. Did I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are that evenly matched? They're gonna they're gonna split. And I understand we're, we 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 made the disclaimer earlier. We're gonna try and keep the predictions to the prediction show. But I'm not saying a winner. I'm just saying the winner of the NFC East is going to be on a tiebreaker, okay, because they're both going to have the same record. They're both going to be really good. They're going to beat up on each other, and the last team standing is going to get that number one spot in the division. So it's going to be very fun to see. I think the Eagles are going to be very intriguing, but, boy, do they have a lot of pressure. Boy, Carson Wentz. And and you got the bag, too. You you four four years, $128 million, $108 million in guaranteed money. The man got paid. He deserves it. Let's see if he can live up to the money. All right, let's move to the last team in the NFC East before we take a little break and move to Mom's Cowboys. And Mom, Mom gets to start here, obviously, because this is her team. Uh, the Cowboys are plus 125 to win the NFC East, so, you know, slight underdogs there. Uh, they're plus 1,000 to win the NFC, and they're plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl, Mom. So Vegas and people people out there in the desert seem to think very highly of the Dallas Cowboys. So this is your team. We're going to let you talk about the Dallas Cowboys for a few minutes here. What do you think is going to happen with your team? Well, nothing's going to happen if they don't get Zeke back at camp, okay? So right now, we have a Super Bowl contending team on paper, okay? Zeke is the most dominant back in the league, okay? The offense really revolves around Zeke. It's built for Zeke, okay? Dak is at his best when Zeke is in the backfield. Dak got better when Amari Cooper was added uh, to the mix for him as a long ball uh, threat for the Cowboys. Our line has gotten better because 
Travis Frederick is back. I'm a little concerned that uh, Zach Martin has some back issues because Tyron Smith also has back issues. So those are two big pieces of the puzzle for that line to protect Dak and Zeke that are questionable right now. But I think if they manage their snaps and, you know, health and everything, I think that line will be fine. Uh, as far as the receivers, great to see Jason Witten is back as a tight end. Um, Michael Gallup as the actual receiver will be more integral into the receiving game. Um, I think he's going to really live up to his last name as Gallup. He's going to catch a lot of long balls from Dak. You're going to see a lot of long touchdowns out of Michael Gallup this year from Dak Prescott. You heard it here first. So uh, tight end, now that, Gar- um, sorry, now that Witten is back, Blake Jarwin, he's going to you know, help compliment, and hopefully Witten is going to give him a little uh, schooling to help him become a better tight end because, you know, Witten is not going to be there forever. He might be there another year or two. But he actually looks good in, in training camp. I, know, I don't know if you've been watching him, but he looks thinner. He looks faster than he, he ever does. was. He does. He so, does. Yeah, he really, really I does. Mean, that, yeah, I mean, that was encouraging. So offensive side, I'm cool with as long as Zeke comes back. Now, if Zeke doesn't come back, we have a problem for real on that offensive side. I haven't really seen any running backs that we have uh, as backups that can take over for Zeke. So we've got to keep an eye on that. As far as the defense is concerned, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Quinn, but I'm looking at the scroll. Robert Quinn, not only did he break his hand and had surgery, now he's going to be suspended the first two games of the season for PED. I'm like, goodness. So Randy Gregory, he's still out. David Irving is gone. Uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, he's still injured. Hopefully he'll be back for the season opener. So we've got a lot. Oh, and Byron Jones, he's also injured coming back from surgery. So we've got a lot of people on that defensive side that need to come together. If everyone comes back healthy and off a suspension, Rod Marinelli and um, Chris Richard, I think they're great coaches and they can bring out the best in those guys. Um, uh, Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch, I cannot wait to see them flying around um, the middle of the field next year. I mean, they're going to be shutting it down. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch has Leroy Jordan, number 55. Leroy Jordan was a great uh, linebacker for the Cowboys back in the day. So they gave him oh, the cool. right number. Uh, oh, nice. So I am, though, concerned about you know, our, our corners and our safeties. Really wish we could have gotten Earl Thomas. Didn't happen. Um, so not sure how the how that part of the field is going to work out. But overall, I believe that once we get everybody back and healthy and everyone stays healthy, we are a Super Bowl contending team. Um, I'm interested. But okay, so the main storyline is what is Kellen Moore's offense going to look like? We have no okay. idea. He wasn't that great of a, a quarterback, but right. hopefully he's a, an astounding offensive coordinator. Okay? Yeah. Mark Colombo being the offensive line coach, I think was a great step up. Um, but right. the most intriguing part is, what is Kellen Moore going to do differently than Scott Linehan did, which was pure vanilla, 
and I like more than just vanilla for my offenses. Okay, that's so, what I'm looking so, forward to see. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump jump in here. Uh, look, okay. All all fantastic points for usual on the Cowboys. Very objective take on your favorite football team. And look, look, the, you're 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 right. Look, at the end of the day, the Cowboys are plus two thousand to win the Super Bowl. They had Zeke Elliott, but well, that that probably go down a little bit. Zeke Elliott's the best running back in the league. I agree with you. Um, now he's a little bit better than Le'Veon. He's a little bit better than Todd Gurley, and the reason why that is is Todd Gurley has chronic knee issues, and Le'Veon Bell sat sat out a whole year, and he's better than Saquon Barkley because Saquon has done it for one year. I need to see a little bit more before I anoint Saquon as the best running back in the league. So we understand that the, the Cowboys took Zeke with the number four overall pick for a reason because they thought the guy was an absolute stud and he's proved it proved to be exactly that and then some. So Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, whoever whoever's running the Cowboys as Daniel Jones just threw his first NFL touchdown to Benny Fowler, I'm pretty sure, uh, touchdown Giants in the preseason game here. Uh, Daniel Jones looked really good on that drive too, by the way. Um, look, Zeke Elliott, if Zeke is on the field for the Cowboys, the Cowboys can beat anybody in this league, and especially in the NFC. They could beat anyone. I mean, that includes the Saints and the Rams. That includes Philadelphia, Vikings, name them. The Cowboys have a real, real shot to win the NFC. Um, here, here's my deal with, with the intriguing storyline. I got two of them, and I'll, I'll be quick because we have to get to the AFC and also Throwback Thursday. Why do people hate Dak Prescott so much? I, I, I'm just, I, I'm really, really confused. Why, why do y'all hate this man so much? I mean, like, all the guy did is win 32 games. <laughs> all, the guy, all the guy has done is won two Eastern Division championships. All the guy has done is been in the playoffs two times. And, Mom, I don't know about you, but he didn't play terrible in any of the three playoff games that, I, that we watched, um, especially the first one. He was phenomenal. That wasn't his fault that the Cowboys lost we, to Green Bay. We should have won that game. It had nothing to do with Dak. Um, I'll tell you why people Dak. are down on Dak. And, and, I, and I, I'm going to tell you from a personal standpoint, I think other people feel the same way. That okay. Atlanta game was uh, – yeah, one of his worst games ever. The man was oh, running man. literally for his life, and they yeah. made some guy. I don't even remember his name. He, he was a Hall of Famer that day. Yeah, Adrian Claiborne. You know why I know that yeah. was him because he went to the Patriots and won a Super Bowl ring this past year with us. Okay, well that game against Dallas made him uh, acceptable to New England because he looked like a superstar. You know, with his six sacks. I mean, Dak did not know what to do. The Cowboys did not put Dak in the position to win. They put him in a position of, of failure because instead of helping out that poor guy who was no longer, thank God, with the team on, uh, on the left side when Tyron Smith got hurt, instead of bringing a tight end to help out, they just let Dak just get pummeled all day. Right. And Dak lost his confidence at that point, and it took a while for him to get his confidence back. Because, you know, once a quarterback loses that. their confidence, um, it, it shows. I mean, yeah. and then the, the yeah. next couple of games, he was very, very shaky. Okay. Right. So yeah. I think that's what the league thinks of when they think of Dak Prescott. They don't think of 
his great playoff accomplishments, you know, how well he did in those playoff games against Aaron Rodgers, how he beat Russell Wilson. They don't think about that. They think of that Atlanta right. game and the subsequent games right. right after that. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's a very fair point because that, that was just a bloodbath of epic proportions. But we will continue talking about the NFC East and the Dallas Cowboys and all the teams in this division as the weeks progress. But we should – uh, take a break to tell you that this is the Always 100 podcast live on Blog Talk Radio and blogtalkradio.com. Host calling number is always there for you. 347-857-4368. 347-857-4368. Live on blogtalkradio.com. The Always 100 podcast. So we went through the, the NFC East uh, spirited conversation there. Um, now we're going to go to the AFC East, and truthfully, Mom, I don't, I don't really think this is going to take very long, to be honest with you, <laughs> because really, it's the Patriots and the rest of y'all. And that, that's really all it is. It's the Patriots and the rest of y'all. Um, I'm going to start with the Patriots, because I tend to get long-winded with the Patriots. Um, minus 625 to win the division, I mean, that's just like... That yeah, they're like a huge favorite to win the division at minus six twenty five, uh, plus eight fifty to win the Super Bowl, and I didn't do my part here to get uh, for the championship game odds. Let me see real quick. Look it up. AFC Championship: New England Patriots plus three hundred. New England Patriots plus three hundred to win the AFC Championship game, which is. You know, typical New England. So, look, here, here's the bottom line. I'll just be quick with it, Bob. Look, the biggest storyline, of course, is Tom Brady. It, it just that's that's it. That's the storyline. He is he is the Patriots. Without him, the Patriots are nothing. They're nothing without him. Like the guy is the heart and soul of this team. Six times Super Bowl champ. We I could bore you forever just giving you all the stats about Tom Brady. We know what the guy represents, okay? It's his age 42 season. He turned 42 on Saturday. The biggest thing I want to see about Tom Brady is how does he look? Because, look, as much of a fan as I am of this guy, he didn't he didn't play good in the Super Bowl. He played pretty bad. By his obscenely high standards, he played terrible, Okay. Well, that was just a terrible game all around. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but he played No, he played really bad. He was lucky, though, because Jared Goff played so bad that it even made Tom Brady's bad look good. I mean, that, that, that's how bad he was. Jared Goff owes, owes the Rams big time for that one. Anyway, um, so, you know, and also we should have never gotten there because, truth, truth be told, if D4 didn't get offside, we lose the AFC Championship game. Okay, we do. He threw a pit down the title game. I can't. I, I mean, as much as I hate how Kellerman just rags on the Patriots and rags on Brady and says he's gonna fall off a cliff and all this other BS. <laughs> look, at the at the end of the day, Tom Brady threw a pass that was intercepted by a Chiefs linebacker, but um, but D Ford was offside. He was a yard in the Patriots' backfield. And that's what cost the Chiefs a trip to the Super Bowl, which I think they probably would have won. Probably, yeah. I just think the Chiefs would have won that game. So, um, 
that's what we have on Tom Brady and the Patriots. I mean, this is going to be a one-base football team to me because you, lo- you you don't lose you don't just lose Rob Gronkowski and think everything's going to be okay. You just don't lose all the guys we lost and think everything's going to be okay. No, it's going to be a drop off. But the great thing is Sony Michelle and James White are really good. So Tom Brady's going to spend three quarters handing the ball off to them. And in the fourth quarter, when it's time to be the greatest quarterback of all time, he'll do what he does. And that's really who the Patriots are going to be this year. Your thoughts? I can't really counter anything that you've said. Uh, For the longest time, it's been the Patriots and everybody else. So, I've also said to you that I think that the NFL needs to shake the the divisions because it's just not fair that the Patriots have a basically a walk to the Super Bowl almost every year. They they're shoe in for the division title every year, uh, and for the most part, then that means they'll have one week off because they're they're going straight to the divisional round. They don't have to play the wild card game, and so they play less games. Uh, so that makes it a little bit healthier to go toward the Super Bowl. And unless you have a, an upstart team in the, NF, in the AFC, like last year it was Kansas City, I mean, they, they pretty much it's a walk in the park for them to get to the Super Bowl. So I can't really I, – I, I can't disagree with you, Quinn. Um, I, I would love to. But, I mean, just even looking now, the, the, the Jets, I mean, the Jets might do a little something. The, the Bills, I don't see them really coming along quickly enough. Miami. Uh, not yet. Let's see how much Mark Lewis can bring there, but I don't, they're not ready yet. So, yeah. No, you've got it. You've got it. So, real, real quick, we've got about 20 minutes, 22 minutes to go, and I want to, I want to have time for your throwback Thursday. Um, look, you, you, you kind of set it on the Dolphins. We'll go to the Dolphins. I mean, plus 1,800 to win the, win the division. Uh, plus twenty, uh, the plus twenty thousand to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just really, <laughs> that's just yeah, that's two hundred to one to win the title. I mean, wow. and the AFC Championship. Let me see here. Let me see. Dolphins are here somewhere. Miami is two fifty to one to win to win uh, the title. So I think they're plus oh twenty five hundred. I think yep, plus twenty five hundred to win the AFC. So. You know, there's two, you know, two fifty to one. I mean, look, the Dolphins, Dolphins are not ready just yet. I mean, I think they're going to be intriguing. I like the Josh Rosen pickup because he he really got shafted as far as I'm concerned um, by by the Cardinals because the Cardinals should have just have been transparent with him, saying that we we you know. If if you knew you were going to draft Kyler Murray the year after, why did you draft Ch- Chosen Rosen? Why 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 did you, you mess with a guy like that? I mean, you know, it, I, I think yeah, but uh, they may not have known that they were going to be that terrible that they would have another another number one draft pick, Quinn. They may not have known that. Yeah, okay, that, I, I I guess that's fair. I I guess that's fair. Um, but yeah, so that, that's really my my idea on the the Dolphins here. I think. Give them, give them a couple of years. The Dolphins will be good, but uh, for 2019-20, I don't think the Dolphins are going to be any good. So, okay, real quick, is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to be the starter, or will Josh Rosen be the starter? No, they're going to start. I I, I think they're going to start Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick because 
Fitzpatrick will do a couple things that you know, you know that he'll he'll do things and it's just like wow, you probably shouldn't have done that at age thirty-seven. Like you shouldn't be winning these games probably, but you would do and like you're throwing for four hundred and fifty yards every game, and then he'll turn into Ryan Fitzpatrick and that's when they'll put Josh Rosen in. But you know, um, I, I I think Ryan's going to be the starting quarterback for Miami. Okay. So, all right. Next one, the Jets. Uh, by the way, I turned turned the channel to the baseball game there. The game's in a rain delay because the weather's going to be hitting New York soon. So, they they put the game in a weather delay. So, uh, that that's a story on that. But right, I the Jet the Jets are plus seven hundred to win the AFC East, plus four thousand to win the conference, and plus ten thousand. Uh, to win the title. Um, big story to me is Adam Gates and Le'Veon Bell, who don't seem to like each other. So, as far as I'm concerned, this is this is all gonna all gonna go up and smoke very quickly because Quentin Williams is good and all that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it revolves around Le'Veon Bell, the big money player, Sam Darnold's second year in the league, and Adam Gates with the crazy eyes. Let's see what he's got to do, <laughs> what he's got going on here. Jets will be intriguing, but they're they're not ready just yet. Yeah, I I, I don't see this ending well. Uh, potentially be able to get it done, depending on how this season goes. Yeah. So we'll see. Wow. We'll see. But Darnold looks. I, actually, I like Darnold as a quarterback, and I think he's got real potential to be good. He just needs to have a good team around him and, and good coaching, which I don't think he has right now. No, I, I, I agree. I think Donald's going to be good. I, I, I like him. I mean, you think, I think he led the league with like 16 or 17 interceptions, with, which is a little, a little alarming as a rookie to have that many interceptions. Yeah, but, he's young. He's, what, 21? Yeah, he, he'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think hey, he'll, he'll be okay. I think he, he's got a lot of, lot of stuff that you, that you like in the quarterback, so – I think Sam Darnold will be good. A nice bright spot for the Jets there. Um, and then finally, we're going to go talk about the Buffalo Bills here. Um, look, same – I mean, really, really, well, these teams – the teams other than the Patriots are so young that in a couple of years when Tom finally retires, these guys will be coming up. So, I mean, the Bills are in the same boat. Uh, plus 1,200 to win the AFC East. Plus five thousand to win the conference, and plus ten thousand to win the title. And the uh, big storyline here, I mean, this just Buffalo, man. I mean, c- c- could you be a little bit better, just just a little bit more decent, just just a little bit better? Because you got some nice pieces. I mean, they really do, man. When you when you look at their team, I mean, Josh Allen, I like him. I like him. He can run. He, he's got a cannon, boy. Ooh, that boy can throw. Ooh, boy. Yeah, I don't like that. He, he, he helped get rid of the Peter man. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> I, no, no, we're not. We're, no, no, I ain't doing that. Anyway, um, um, so yeah, I, I, that that's my that's, that's my big thing. I mean, I, I think the Bills. I mean, honestly, I think the Bills give me nine and seven, eight and eight sort of team. I mean, you know, they'll, they'll be in the mix there for 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 a while there for the number six spot, but. Then they'll. Uh, well, I, I think it depends on how Shady does too. Shady needs to help out Josh Allen. Um, if if Shady's having an off year, I'm not sure how Josh Allen is going to 
you know, start moving ahead to, to you know, feelings developing as a quarterback. Right, um, right. So he they, he needs that running game to help him out. So. And, and, and then, yeah, not to mention, you know, Frank Gore's on, on, on their team. So, I mean, Frank will be, you know, Frank, Frank will do some good things there for him. I mean, you know, because Frank Gore's uh, just one of the best running backs the game has game has seen in a long time. You know, we grew up watching Frank Gore. I think his entire career I got to see. So that's pretty cool. You know, Frank Gore still chugging along at age 36. It's really nice to see. So, I mean, I think the Bills will be interesting, but it's Buffalo, man. I mean, they, they got rid of Tyrod and really that there, there went their, there, there went their, uh, you know, playoff window for a couple of years until Josh Allen. Uh, well, you know. I tell you though, I'm not sold on Sean McDermott. I, I'm not sold on him as a coach. I believe right. if Buffalo does not get to the playoffs, I think this is his last year there. Hmm. Well, I mean, you could be right. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, these, these guys. I mean, Buffalo's been starving for a winner for years, and I mean, yeah, you know, they made the playoffs. You know, a couple of years ago, and I'm, you know, I, I like, I like what I saw there. You know, they lost to Jacksonville ten to three, and all that good stuff. But, you know, I, I think Buffalo really hangs in there for a while, and then they tail off there at the end. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. I think I think they can give they can give New England a game, especially up in Buffalo. They they really like to play us tough, but you know, we 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 handle the Bills more often than not. So. All right, so those are your looks at the AFC and NFC East. We gave you gambling odds for each team. We gave you a storyline. And, mind, we managed not to pick a winner, which is actually kind of impressive. We didn't pick a winner for either <laughs> team, either division. So, that's impressive. So, folks, that's what that's what's gonna, what it's going to be like for the next three weeks. You know, uh, so next week, it's going to be the AFC and NFC North, and I think we'll have a guest on the next week. So we'll bring in our first guest of the new football season, and uh, you know we'll, we'll talk about the AFC and NFC North because those those are two very intriguing divisions as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't know how you feel about the North, Mob, but give me your quick thoughts on what you think the Northern divisions will be like. It's going to be interesting. I want to see. Will Cleveland take it all and knock down the Steelers from their uh, their throne? Remains to be seen. Yeah. What, what about the NFC North? Uh, I'm not so intrigued about that. I think Chicago is going to run away with it. Uh, I don't think Minnesota is going to be as competitive as they want to be. Green Bay, I don't even think is going to be in the mix. Um, yeah. Detroit. Yeah, they're they're not they're not ready to to make a move. So I think it's Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you know that's going to be so that that's going to be next week's show. I mean, we'll we'll get into teams in depth. So that so folks, that's really what what the show's going to be. So you know, I, I think it's going to be a nice way to get us all geared up for the season as preseason kicks in in the full gear here as we see cuts and we see injuries. I mean, it'd be nice to see as, as their current as these teams are currently constructed how, what we think they're going to be and we also have the right to change because until the pr- big prediction show in the first week of September we have our right to make any prediction we want but on that when that show starts when we lock in who we're saying that's who we're going with so and 
you know, Mom, we may have to put in a contingency on, hey, if it's in, if there's a big injury to your star player, what do we do then? But we'll get to that uh, when that when that time comes. Uh, so real quick, Mom. Uh, by the way, folks, always 100 podcasts live on Blog Talk Radio and BlogTalkRadio.com. I'm joined by uh, my mom Mona on the show as the co-host, um, and she's going to tell us what the Throwback Thurs- Thursday is going to be like this week. So uh, go ahead, Mom. Take that away. Okay. Well, since we were talking about the Jets and the Giants, that's a game, or those are the two teams that we're going to be using as our Throwback Thursday competitors. So, Quinn, between the Jets and the Giants, who leads the series? And what is the score out of 13 games? Out of 13 games, Jets and Giants, huh? Out of 13 games, Giants, 8-5. You are right on the money. Wow. Giants, 8-5. Yep. That's cool. Ching, ching. Yay. Wow. Good for Yay. you. Wow. I didn't, I didn't even look that up, I promise. <laughs> I, I didn't. Like, I didn't look it up. Like, I just... <laughs> I just guessed. Okay. So, next question. Who was the Jets quarterback the last time these teams played in the regular season? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, uh, you got the NFC East plays. They so it's 2015. Uh, it's, I, hmm. I think it was it wasn't Ryan Fitzpatrick, was it? I, I think it was actually. Might might have been Ryan Fitzpatrick and definitely Eli Manning. So I think I'll go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is that your final answer? Yeah, uh, it's probably wrong, but whatever. You're correct. You're two for two. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. So who won that game, and what was the score? Jets are pretty good that year, so I'm going to go with the Jets winning that game. And I, I, I couldn't tell you the score, but I think the Jets won the game, if I'm not mistaken. The Jets won 23-20 to 20 in overtime. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, next question. What was the year when the Jets and Giants played for the very first time? And who won the game? Wow. Oh, boy. Um. Wow. Uh, Jets, Giants played for the very first time. And what was the score? Uh, oh, boy. I, I'll go uh, it's 13 games. So, they don't play every four years. Uh, about 1990, 1990, uh, okay. 1995, let, let, maybe. Let me, help, let, let me help you out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was – actually a preseason game. Huh. The very first time they played was in preseason. I'll go like maybe 95, maybe 95. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure on this one. Okay. We have to go way back. 1969. 1969. Okay. Yes. The Jets won 34-17. And Joe Namath was the quarterback for the Super Bowl champion Jets. That game was played in the Yale Bowl in New New England. I'm sorry, New Haven, Connecticut. 
Wow. They didn't even play in New York. Yeah, they played in Connecticut. Wow, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Wow. Now, last question to kind of group together. What year was the first matchup between these teams that was played at MetLife Stadium? Uh, wow. So, uh, I mean, when I won the MetLife over now, probably 2009, 2010, uh, probably 2011, I would think. MetLife opened around that time, so I think 2011. Yeah, you were close. 2010. 2010. I was going to say 10. Like, I was you did kind of say it, then you went to 11, yes. Uh, man. Okay. Last question. That game in 2010, who was the star of the game? What was his name? Uh, um, Victor Cruz was on that team, so I'll go with him. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. Victor Cruz, the undrafted rookie, was six for 145 and three touchdowns. Wow. He had 145 yards and three touchdowns that game? Yep. Wow. Wow. Yes, sir. That is cool. So, that is cool. And that is our Throwback Thursday. Question of – or questions of the day. Yep. Well, folks, this is what uh, this is what you get on all these one hundred podcasts. Stuff like this. I mean, we're, we're big sports historians here, and you know, we, we love football. So this is what you're going to get every week. Something with two different teams. We may know the answer. Our guests may know the answer, or we may not know anything and may may look foolish. I mean, that's the beauty of Throwback Thursday. It's a fantastic segment that we do here on the show, and. Uh, yeah, it's always good. To, it's always good to see what mom comes up with. She does a fantastic job with that. All right, so with a couple minutes to go, we already previewed next week's show talking about the AFC and NFC North. Okay, so we you know we know we know what it's really going to be. We know who the intriguing teams are. Uh, but we're, I'm going to take some time to update you guys on the you know the state of the. Uh, the podcast itself here. Um, as people know, uh, this is our second season of the Always 100 podcast, and uh, we've got a logo now. So thank you to Fiverr, and thank you to the fine person that created the logo for us. It's uh, It looks fantastic. It's going to be white. It's got orange and purple lettering on it. It's going to stand out. Um, it's, he did a fantastic job. Uh, so the reason being I'm telling everybody this is because very soon uh, we will be moving to Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and every, anything that has cover art that I can put you know, a logo to. Uh, so it, it, it's going to be fantastic. It's, a, it's the thing that we need to start you know, making some real headway here because I know the content – um, is worthy of being, um, you know, commercialized and put some money towards, you know, and monetized. So um, thank you to Bob. Just, just thank you all around, man. Just thank you to everybody that pushing, that's pushing me and that's supporting us that want to make this podcast great. Um, that's what we're striving for here. We're striving for greatness. We're trying to 
take this thing to the next level. So I just want to take a few minutes before the show ends to say thank you and look out because I think next week or, you know, yeah, probably next week is Thursday and Thursday night. Uh, and I got to work the weekend, but definitely next week uh, I'll be posting this show, the previous show, and then next week's show. Hopefully we'll have that set up for Apple Podcasts so people can listen to it on the go. You can rate and subscribe it. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, Mom, uh, any thoughts on that? Nope. I'm looking forward to uh, all these new avenues to get the podcast out. So kudos for you to looking forward to doing that and, and getting exposure. So thumbs up, buddy. Thank you. I mean, uh, I appreciate it. I mean, you, you're my rock. I mean, you may, you, 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 you keep me, uh, you keep me on the straight and narrow. You keep, you show me, you know, what I can do. You know, I got, it's just a matter of believing in myself a little bit, you know, I'm still working on that. Um, you know, but this is what I love to do. I mean, I just talk, I like to talk about sports, you know, I like to play sports. So hopefully, you know, in the fall we'll get to playing sports back, back to playing sports and all that as well as well as talking about it and making this podcast the best sports opinion podcast out there. So, uh, but it's, it's just a, it's just a pleasure to get on here every week with you and try and do what we love to do. So I just wanted to thank you for being so, being such a willing uh, companion on this journey. So I, I do, I really do appreciate it, Mom. You are absolutely welcome, Quinn. I look forward to helping you get even bigger and better. So, all right, before, before we start having a teary-eyed little talk here, we're going to end <laughs> the show here. Um, look, tears, uh, next no week. Tears. No tears. There's no crying on this podcast. Actually, yes, there That's is. But right. there, there is. But um, look here, guys. Next week, AFC North, NFC North. It's going to be a fantastic show. Uh, we're doing this division show for the next three weeks. Um, and then also look forward in a couple of weeks. We're going to inform you guys the dates on the pre- the preview, the prediction show. And the fandom show, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. The the fandom show is something that I've been looking forward to doing for years now. We're going to get it done before the season starts. It's going to be a hardcore look into what a sports fan is from our point of view. It's going to be fantastic. There's going to be guests all over the place. It's going to be outside help. It's going to be awesome. So, the fandom show is going to be the great one of the greatest shows ever on this for for this for this name of the show. So look forward to that. Look, uh, Blog Talk Radio is about to kick us off here, Mom. So uh, thank you again, Mom. It's a pleasure as always, folks. Thank you all for listening. Podcast will be up later tonight or early tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll see you next week on the Always One Hundred Podcast. Peace.